2: with a bang. good evening ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode seven of mullets and memories a macgyver podcast about, about MacGyver. macgyver i'm your host dave champa i'm your host greg klein greg how we doing this week buddy <laughs> i'm doing
1: okay yeah doing all right what we think about this episode if we can get through this as fast as possible i think that's the best thing I, to do
2: i think that's the key here greg and i were kind of putting each other to the test here i just I hated this episode so much. For those of you who would like to know, this is episode seven called Last Stand. Armed thieves take MacGyver and a small group hostage at a rural airport. He has to figure out how to defeat the thieves and free the hostages, including himself. I had so many problems with this episode that it was a real struggle for me to actually come up with positive things to say. I I did not like probably... 90% Ninety
1: percent of this episode, I just, agree with you. I it was an, oh god, it was really hard to get through just because the cliches were so bad. Yes, of the characters, just awful. Like, yes, it's like they just I don't know rehashed any hostage sort of story, but just had these really bland, uninteresting characters. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I just
2: we have some pretty good clips though. I think to try to kind of d- dull the pain yeah. <laughs> of this episode. I I really struggle. You know, coming off of Trumbo's world. Last week, which Trumbo. I thought Trumbo was just just a tour de force, if you will. Trumbo it, was great. It was fantastic. So coming off of that, I feel like this happens a lot when you have these really good episodes and then you follow it with almost like a filler because you're just sort of like, <laughs> oh, okay, so where do we go from here? All right, why don't we why don't we just do this and we bring him back? So I will say one of the positives that I liked about this episode is that they brought him back to America. I think this was the first time in since the pilot yeah. that they brought him back to the States, which I thought was... I thought was nice. It was good to
1: see him kind of come back home. In the in the desert. He was in the desert looking And I still don't know why. He was driving around looking for something like he was looking for Sparrow Lake. And he got lost.
2: Yes, so it was a fishing hole that he and his dad used to frequent when he was growing up. MacGyver got lost. Oh sweet irony. (laughs) Oh sweet irony. MacGyver got lost. So yeah. So <clears throat> he's driving around in his Jeep looking. Was it a Jeep? Uh, it was a, a Woody or was Station Wagon. A Woody Station Wagon. So he's yeah. driving around in his Station Wagon. Eating apples again. MacGyver, of course. MacGyver drives a Station Wagon. Yeah. Who knew? And it- go figure. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Ah! So he's driving around in the desert looking for Sparrow Lake, which, like we had said, it was a, it's a little fishing hole that he and his dad used to go to growing up. And he pulls up in front of a diner. And he wanders in, and immediately he can tell
1: that something's wrong. Something is askew. Something is something. The game is afoot, good sir. <laughs> the game is afoot. The tension was so thick in that diner, or the the atmosphere. Oh god, it was so bad. I
2: I hate this episode so much <laughs> that I I can't even like. I I really had to go through as I was taking my notes. Like I really, I just I left huge chunks of this episode out because I just nothing in my brain wanted i wanted nothing less than to not talk about this yeah it was pretty it was pretty rough so he walks in and obviously senses something's wrong he kind of sticks around for a few minutes and finds out that the diner staff are being held hostage against their will how does he find that out david so we meet kelly the stank ass slut (laughs) (laughs) why did
1: why did you say that i
2: don't know she was honestly like, and I know, I know, we don't have a lot to go on because it's only been seven episodes, but easily the worst female sidekick. She's not even a sidekick, even just like the worst female counterpart this show has seen so far. Pretty, she dull. was terrible. So he finds out, he goes in and he goes, you know what? I think I'm going to stay for a cup of coffee. And he goes and he sits down and he orders a cup of coffee. And Kelly slides him the cup of coffee, and she turns the cup, and written on the inside in big red lipstick is the word help. Now. Yeah. Huge, huge problem there. How did she have the time to pull her lipstick out, write help across the front of it, pass it to MacGyver with no problem, and then yeah, like
1: no one was going to notice it? And of course, they did notice it. And he takes a sip, and he's like, hmm, hmm. And he puts it back down, because he sees it, and the guy's like, you should finish it.
2: Right. Because they obviously, and then they were like, wait. And he takes the mug, and he looks at the help, and he says, he has some lie, the bad guy, which I don't even... I didn't care enough to learn his name.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But then Max said something like snarky, and it's like, "Yeah, it was a little strong for me anyway." Like, right? He he walked into this. I did write down like he's got balls. Like he walked in here knowing something was wrong. Oh, absolutely, and stayed. And yeah, he just like, yeah, well. Yeah,
2: I'm in this now. So we find out that these guys are waiting for a delivery of money that they've stolen from New Mexico. I don't I know. Rem- Ar- no, I was gonna say Argentina because I, I feel like it was think. Arizona. No, it was. It, it was. I think it was Arizona, but I can't remember because I didn't care. Right. Um. So what they're doing is they're basically waiting for this delivery of money to show up so that they can fly to Mexico. With the money. Oh, right, because this diner happens
1: to be at an airstrip.
2: Exactly. It's a, it's a remote airstrip that in the was, middle of... That was need-to-know
1: information. In the middle of nowhere. This is an airstrip.
2: So so he decides to hang around and help, help quote-unquote, the bad guys. Um, and he's obviously going to try to save the hostages at the same time. So the first thing that happens is after a couple minutes, an 18-wheeler arrives with two other cronies in there. One of them's name is Turk, and the other one, I don't care.
1: They're both <laughs> complete idiot just
2: there this is the the biggest group of like the most bland unimportant uninteresting characters i have ever seen like i didn't care one lick about any of these bad guys
1: there's one guy in particular that we'll probably talk about a little more that i could not stand beardsley <laughs>
2: no mr beardsley with the shotgun <laughs>
1: mr mr beardsley mcboots
2: all he did was drink beer and like yeah grope kelly's ass yeah he was a total ass <laughs> yeah um so we have a few problems here. First off, with with this eighteen wheeler that arrives carrying the payload. So first of all, inside the Mack truck is a bank a bank car, like a bank van, like a ba- uh, what? An armored car with an, money in it. An armored car. Okay. So they didn't. Did they need to put the bank car in an eighteen wheeler? Bank car. Jeez. Shut up. The armored car. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, you big friggin' idiot.
1: <laughs> bank car. <laughs> Greg,
2: I have a problem, okay?
1: Yeah, it's, it's your it's it's your bank car.
2: I hate this episode and I hate you. <laughs> Go away. Okay, fine. Did they need to put the armored car in a giant eighteen wheeler when they probably could have just driven it themselves? Where did the money come from, and what are they using it for? All you know is that they stole it so they can fly to Mexico.
1: I, I want to know how these chuckleheads stole an armored car and got it into an 18-wheeler without anyone stopping them. And there's only two of them. Valid point. <laughs> Vinny or whatever the hell, Dirk. Turk, Dirk Turkleton, and, and Muscles McTanktop. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Complete, I hate them all. Oh, God. I wanted to hit, punch them all. So... Okay, so they need to
2: get the money out. So, of course, in their brilliant scheming, these guys, they decide that the best way to do it is to put a bomb on the back of the armored car and blow it off. Blow the door off the back of the car. Blow the lock off. But what they obviously, like, no one in this scheme thought that this bomb could potentially destroy probably half the money that's in the back. Right. As well as kill the bank guard who's been locked in the back of this (laughs) 18-wheeler for an entire, what, 18 hours it took him to drive? So... They seemed really willing to blow all this money up.
1: Yeah. Before Mac was like, you know, we don't really have to do that. You could, we, can, we can cut it out. We can cut the door open. Right. So Mac comes up with the idea of making a thermite torch. And uh, I think Mac is the best to explain.
2: So let's go ahead and let him take over here because I can't keep talking about this.
0: <laughs> a racing bike's made out of magnesium. Light, strong. And flammable when you file it down to a powder add some ferric oxide your rusted iron mix it tamp it down tight you've turned an expensive bike into a torch use a highway emergency flare for ignition and you've got your hot knife through butter
1: Wow. You've got your hot knife through butter. Mac is a hot knife. I- oh, Mac the knife. <laughs> Mac the hot knife. So
2: one thing I will say as a positive, which I've always said about every episode so far, is I just I love that one that one tune that they use throughout. Like every time he starts setting something up, it's it's the heroic MacGyver theme. It's the And it's just yeah, that's the only positive I could come up with at that point. Because like, it's so good, and it just makes you really want to like everything. I'm, about I'm just going to go
1: on a, a little side note here. Like We've talked so much about like the, the cinematography and the acting and this sort of thing. We don't really give credit to the music a lot. No. And the the music in this series is fantastic. It's I just, think oh. we'll have to come back around and do a, a whole thing just on... Just the, on the music of McGuire. Just on the composer, yeah.
2: I think also... The music at, at the end of every episode too. It's at that really low key, like it's again. It's like a it's like a slowed down hero music because MacGyver saves the day again. Ah, it's just beautiful. But we we can come back to that. So, of course, MacGyver's invention here works. Yeah, he makes the thermite torch. He cuts a little hole around the lock and he takes the door and gets it and gets
1: the door open. He he okay? cuts the lock out. Perfectly. Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. Perfectly squared. Nice flat. Like he used. Like he used. I don't know. Cutting torches. Because MacGyver's
2: perfect. Yeah, he is. Everything about him is perfect. Um, okay. So the bank guard gets out out and- of his
1: bank car. <laughs> shut
2: the fuck off. <laughs> yes. So the bank guard gets out of his bank car. <laughs> Would you rather me call it a bank van? <laughs> I don't think it matters
1: because I hate this
2: episode. Okay. So, within seconds of the bank guard getting out of the armored car, he gets just shot. just shot down like three yeah, or four bullets by, in the chest. By, uh, by uh, was
1: it by... Oh, it was the
2: bad guy. It was the, the main bad. the main baddie. Okay? The, guy
1: with, the guy with the suit oh, because we yes. knew that he was the leader because he had a suit. Because he had a suit on, yeah. What a schmuck. So,
2: <laughs> he shoots him three or four times. Yeah. We see no bullet wounds. No. And we see no blood.
1: <laughs> but... After that, we do get a lot of really slow, painful close-ups of everyone involved. There, <laughs> they're like Max, like oh, and then the girls like oh, right, and then Dave, the pilot, there is like oh, yeah, that's really it happens way too often and for way too long during the episode. And then and then they tell Mac and Dave to bury the guard in the dirt, or they're going to kill them too. And they're in the middle of the desert, and it's hard packed like they're not getting anywhere desert clay. I'm like, how are you going to, why they share this? Like supposed to be heartfelt scene where they're digging
2: this grave for the bank guard. And like Dave's re- recalling the story about how he was kidnapped and he was tortured as a prisoner of war. And he's telling this really hard story for like four or five minutes. And then they pan back and they're digging this hole. They've literally dug nothing, <laughs> right? They just kind of shoveled
1: some dirt around. <laughs>
2: the sand just keeps falling back into the hole, <laughs> no matter how many times they dig. Oh, it was just terrible. Mm. Um, all right, so they bury the body and uh Dave comments after he tells this whole story about how wonderful, you know, how uh, how terrible it was for him to be in this predicament with, you know, being a prisoner of war and being tortured and almost being killed. Dave comments on how Mac and Kelly are the only ones that have never judged him for telling the truth and Mac responds by saying it's just the truth and it's not my place to judge. Oh, Mac. And so that was one of those moments and Dave's just like if Mac could have made out with <laughs> Uh, oh, if Dave could have made out with MacGyver in that moment, I think he probably, they would, probably have. would have. Absolutely. Now, I have,
1: this is the thing that I'm, I'm wondering. Did Dave and Kelly know Mac prior to this?
2: I get the sense that there may have been some prior relationship yeah. there, but they don't really expand upon it
1: like at yeah. all. It felt like Mac knew where he was when he found this this diner and airstrip, but they never expunged that whole story. Right.
2: Or, Or maybe Mac just really has that kind of likable personality where people just immediately
1: gravitate towards him and mac didn't judge him in the 30 minutes they've known each other right or whatever. exactly
2: so maybe that was it I, I don't know but anyway so it doesn't you, matter
1: you can tell that they're about to become very
2: quick friends so back in the diner the bad guys are counting their money
1: i don't even remember how much it was i feel like it was over two million million. Wasn't a lot it? a lot of money that they counted by hand without really a quickly machine. yeah no. They're like,
2: oh, what do we got? Like $2 million? and he, the guy, he gives some ridiculously accurate numbers. He's like, oh, it was like $2,814,600. I'm like, what? Really? Like, while Buddy is drinking beer. Yeah. Like, nope. <sighs> so they're back there. They're waiting for the plane to arrive. And so the charter plane radios in saying that he had an electrical short in the trim control and he had to land because they needed to make repairs. Yeah. Meanwhile, this guy has no idea that they're about to hijack his plane. So, um,. Dave says, well, yeah, we're probably not going to have the parts to fix that. Basically, the bad guys are now trapped there. Um, evil henchman number one, who I've since started referring to him as because I don't know his name, suit, Mr. Suitsley, um, <laughs> turns to MacGyver, who then says he can, quote-unquote, jury-rig a control switch, basically meaning he's going to do everything he can to try to stall and keep them here as long as possible right? before this charter plane takes off. So rather than build that he builds a fertilizer bomb. Oh, of course he does. He does. And he's because he's so good at it. So what he basically does is he uses
1: fertilizer, starter fluid, foam padding, and newspaper. But in order to build a fertilizer bomb, he first had to demonstrate something else, David. That's right. He did. He had to demonstrate something to,
2: uh, to Turk um, before he built that. And so Turk, we'll let Turk and, and Mac take over here for a second. What's that?
0: Lateral cranial impact enhancer (laughs) you'll be out for a while
2: (laughs) wow so we're about 21 minutes into the episode and that point right there is the best moment of the episode so far he walks over to turk's character and he He's holding... I don't even... I couldn't tell what it was. Was it like a vice grip or something?
1: Uh, Yeah, some large piece of metal machinery. I don't know. And
2: so basically what Mac tells Turk it is, is he calls it a lateral cranial impact enhancer and then thwacks him over the side of the head with it and knocks him off the barrel. Right. Unconscious. Then he proceeds to build the fertilizer bomb. Yes. So mac after building this bomb sends kelly to check in on everyone do we have another clip here yeah we have one one of the worst
1: line deliveries that makes absolutely no sense this one's kind of long so it's some some weird delivery of certain lines and then uh here well just uh, here we go
0: it's a little recipe i use in emergencies
1: i'll remember that
0: Why don't you go back in the cafe and bring Dave and Al and the others run outside. I won't even ask why they're going to run outside. Faith, my dear
2: faith. I won't even ask why they're going to run outside because they're trying to get away from the
1: bad guys. I won't even ask while they're trying to run outside by outside. She's such dipshit. (laughs) So yeah. So
2: Mac tells her, go in to check on everybody but you need to get these guys out of here you know so she uses she uses beer as the cover so she goes in to grab some beer and she kind of like makes some like nonverbal.
1: <laughs> turk wants some more beer yeah
2: she makes some nonverbal motions to um to the cook to dave and to uh, i think that's it the cook and dave right that they try to get out yeah meanwhile mac asks right before she goes in anybody does this fire truck work
1: yeah uh, uh
2: yeah she's like yeah all right fine so she's like all right well we'll take this so mac lights the bomb throws it into the middle of the airstrip the bomb goes off sending everyone kind of like oh so they come running out and they find they find the debris and the rubble from where the bomb went off and the next scene kelly and all the others find macgyver jump into the water truck and then just take off down the runway uh, <laughs> meanwhile they they blow buddy off his motorcycle with the fire hose
1: yeah slowest car chase ever from that moment it Not, was uh, uh, <laughs> also, they didn't really check to see if the tanker truck was full of water. Yeah, it had water in it, Yeah, but only enough to knock Buddy off his motorcycle. Because then it was like, right after that, We're like,
2: oh, we're out of water. What? <laughs> and they're doing oh, okay. like
1: maybe 35 miles an hour. Yeah. Slowest,
2: slowest car chase I think I've ever seen. It was so slow. The only redeeming quality of that sequence was when Mac and Dave jump off the truck at the end when they hit the ditch. Yeah, that's it true. It was kind of a cool stunt. I, I mean, thought I thought he did a really nice job with that. The,
1: the stunts in this episode were pretty decent. Yeah, I thought overall. so. I thought so.
2: So they end the scene. Like I said, they jump off the water truck into the ditch. Once again, we pan out. Dr. Suitsley is standing there with his, <laughs> with his AK-47, and he kidnaps them and captures them. So he decides that the only way that they're going to get MacGyver to stop without killing him is to lock him in the
1: walk-in freezer with Kelly. <laughs> So yeah, um, if these guys are really ruthless, I mean they they killed that guard right off the bat. Yeah, they should have just iced both of them, and it would have been
2: pretty easy if it they was would that have gone easy. gone away. <laughs> if that was that easy to blow the bank guard and his bank car away. <laughs> 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 they could have. They could have easily just yeah, like you said, they could have
1: iced him. So they him instead they put. Hey,
2: I see what you did there. You said iced him.
1: He's in the free because he's cold. The no, fr- <sighs> they put him in the cold the cold room, Dave. Not. Just talk about what happens next, because I don't care. So then, okay, so Mac and Kelly are are trapped inside this freezer, and they're trying to figure out. well, Mac is trying to figure out how to get out, but Kelly's it, just rubbing her shoulders. Yeah, and so oh. Mac puts his leather jacket around her because he's such a gentleman, you know. And if there was going to be any hanky panky at all, this would have been it. But Kelly's kind of spoken for, and Mac's a gentleman, and they're in a the damn freezer. Exactly. So Mac decides to figure out how to get the lock open. So he it's uh, there's ice everywhere. So I don't know, he gets he gets a piece of uh of um track, like um like the meat hooks are on tracks and stuff because right, there's right, big right, slabs right. of a cow in there and whatnot. So he pulls some track down off the ceiling and it's like a big U shape, he uses it as a channel, and grabs some ice and melts it with the light bulb. With a light bulb because there's a light bulb in there, and has the water drip down the track into the lock of the freezer. And so the expansion of
2: the ice when it gets into the lock was
1: enough to force the lock open. Which would have taken forever. Because
2: its you got to imagine the water from the ice is dripping really slow because that bulb was in a uh, freezer
1: and it's not that hot so the image of the <laughs> freezer from the outside they show the door and it looks like they had sprayed the door latch with the co2 fire <laughs> extinguisher because it was like white frosty cold yeah and yeah the rest of the door wasn't and yes it,
2: it's uh. it was like time lapse like you just like it was, you could imagine that hours would have gone by yeah but it was obviously truncated for what like f- four minutes yeah whatever and, and
1: he- <laughs> And so the way that Mac finally pops the door open after the lockage is damaged from the expanding ice is that he, he grabs a gigantic side of beef, like ribs and everything, and he slams it into it. And the next shot is, like, the outside of the freezer with Mac with this big piece of meat, <laughs> ball, like, smashing out the door. That's, that was pretty awesome. That was pretty good, yeah. So they escape, obviously,
2: only to find out that they've destroyed the radio. So Mac looks up and he sees a remote control airplane hanging from the wall, uh, from the ceiling, and decides that he's going to create another diversion on the airstrip. Mac's all about diversion, so he takes the remote control plane. I'm assuming it's gas powered. I don't know where they found the gas at that 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 quickly. Could
1: have been ether. You never know. That's true.
2: So he takes the remote control plane and he ties the homemade bomb to it, flies it on the runway. The bad guys are on the runway, and they hear the plane, and they're like, Whoa, what is that? I can't see it. I can't see what's going on. (laughs) The plane lands on the runway and just kind of comes right under the wing of the charter plane. And, of course, it detonates, Mm -hmm. creating a temporary diversion. And I think I just threw my notes away. Nope, there they go. Um, So they get the plane started. It wasn't enough of a diversion that... It really didn't cause that much like for anyone to kind of panic. So they get the plane started because the they fixed the trim control and they begin to the take off. Meanwhile, this part. God. This <laughs> so Dave apparently has a fear of flying at this point because of his he's got some PTSD from wherever he was when he was captured and tortured, which is fine. Again, I'm not belittling the fact because I know that that's a real thing. But this moment came so fast, and this character and, is so
1: broken. Like you're just like, oh my god! Yeah, he's
2: just like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't fly the helicopter. And Max like, but you have to.
1: Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> okay, um, all right, great. And, so, and one comment I had was like, Mac doesn't know how to fly a helicopter. I can't imagine, right? You would imagine,
2: yeah, he has to know how to fly a helicopter okay. or something. But all right, whatever. So Dave relents and gets in the helicopter. So Mac chases down the plane, and this is the best sequence in the whole episode, and I'm sad we had to wait 45 minutes for it. Yeah. Mac gets on the tail of the plane and basically puts his hand behind the rudder, and eats he just pulls it in the opposite direction that they're right. turning so that the plane just kind of has to do circles. Yeah, they and can't he, take off. And he won't let it go. Which
1: is pretty... I mean, he's hanging on the back of a plane going in circles. Right. Kind of cool.
2: I don't know. I mean, I couldn't see that close, but it didn't look like a stunt person. Like, I think he was actually on the back of that plane. Maybe. Through the entire sequence. So I was, I thought that was really impressive. And then, rather abruptly, the main guy, the main bad guy just sort of falls out of the plane. <laughs> That's right. He just sort of... Falls out of the plane, and he he stands up and he kind of aims his gun at MacGyver, and then we have the really it's really cool sequence where Dave comes down on the helicopter and he just like smashes the guy in the back of the shoulder. Yeah, with the helicopter, with the helicopter, and just knocks him, which was flat awesome. to The ground. So again, that was a really cool scene. Um. So obviously, so Mac prevents the takeoff, saves the day, and then he and Kelly share a cringeworthy final exchange before walking off Ugh. and cutting to credits. So. Let's
1: just yeah, just just play the play it. Ugh. Hold on a second here. There okay, we go. here we go. Come on, Kelly. final exchange. <laughs>
0: I'll wish for you if you wish for me. Gotta be careful what you wish for, Kelly. Just might come true.
2: Oh, Kelly. Yeah. Uh-huh arms around shoulders and they're just walking across the. let's fly away together kelly (laughs) Uh, you
1: see
2: what i'm saying about the music though so good and rap and we rap on the episode and it was just as bad recapping it than it was watching it i watched this from the time of our recording tonight i think i watched it about a week ago and it just, it stuck, I was, God, it was just so bad. Yeah,
1: it really stuck out. It was, I didn't, I watched it, but I was not enthusiastic about this episode at all. Oh my gosh, I know. So I'm trying to see here, I
2: think, a few other things that I have. I don't think I really, oh, okay, so here's one little bit. Where the hell did MacGyver's cargo? <laughs> he parks it in the diner. Right. And then it just disappears. Like, you think they could have just escaped in his they, station wagon no they had to use the fire truck god like okay so yeah so that's gone right the armored truck disappears uh-huh okay the other thing is we see the oh, ar- the, the semi too that drove up with that's the truck right in we it. never see that again so we see we see the armored car back out of the 18 wheeler right right we never see anyone get out of it so we don't know if was the guy just sitting in the armored car so w- yeah like the, waiting to they, back they said
1: the guard was in there because it's the the armored the armored car is locked from the out like from the inside right so the guy was in there because he, like you know right or something like that like it was a security thing but yeah
2: but yeah so they locked the bank guard in the back of it but like was somebody just sitting in the front of the
1: car just like waiting to back it out because you never oh.
2: you don't see him <laughs> well, get, you don't see you, anyone
1: get in when you think about it if you Blah. if you, <laughs> Jesus second sorry. time gross sorry if you drove a van into the back of a truck. You wouldn't be able to get out of it. This is what I'm saying. So So he must have just been sitting, just sat in the front. But we never see him get out. We don't know who it is,
2: unless I missed another guy. Which again, I could have because they were so uninteresting. I I don't know who it was. You never see. So so there were a few other like Kelly
1: was definitely the probably the worst counterpart, female counterpart in the show so far. I mean, we've had some really good ones. Now I know this came out probably 15 years prior, but it reminded me a lot of Heat. The plot, like they take the armored car, they knock it over, they blow a hole in it. Do you think um, Michael Mann used this episode as inspiration? It might have
2: been like, wow, that's a cool idea. I want to do this right. I'm going to make it way better and I'm going to release it 10 years later. He probably did. I don't oh my know. God. But yeah, uh, just, just, just a really bad episode. Coming off of Trumbo's World, I just thought it was just such a weak entry and it was just yeah. a waste of.
1: And no opening gambit either. No opening
2: gambit. That was the other thing I actually read is that at this point, so there was no opening gambit in this episode. I did some research on the opening gambits um, before we recorded. Um, so it turns out that there are only two more left and then they stop for the rest of the series. So wow. They and they, they run two more in the first season, which means they I, they probably only recorded them they probably just recorded like a whole bunch of them in a row. Yeah. So there's two more coming, and then they just stop completely. So probably don't... a lot of extra work. It was like, it's like doing a little mini show, every... right? Every, yeah. So they had to get two different directors and writers. So I think yeah. So there's one coming up in about like two or three episodes, and then one
1: near the end, and then that's it. Which is okay because it's kind of getting exhausting to review those. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, not a great episode. How many I... mullets would you give this one? One. One. Yeah. Easily one. I would. I. I'll. I'll I'll give it credit for the the, uh, the 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 stunt work with the helicopter and the and the that was pretty good. So maybe maybe two the, some of the clever clever tricks in there. But as far as characters go, I hated all of them. I did except for Mac. I really hated yeah. every single. And, oh no, and the cook. Oh, right. The they cook. gave the cook nothing to do, but he was just a cool little. He had side he had character. he had like the, the the only like line in the whole thing that had any weight and he just sort of like recapped yeah what was actually going on before. actually i think i have that. do you have it all right I let's do. play the clip because like, i do think he had a lot more he <laughs> had a lot of worth this, I was- this cook is gonna have the last line in this
2: clip here so <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna fade out after that so before like as we play this clip guys we'll see you next week for episode eight of mullets and memories i am your host dave champa
1: i'm your host greg klein enjoy this clip guys have a good week
0: they're gonna get him sooner or later yeah I'm dead. I can't fly that chopper, Kelly. You won't fly it, and that's different. Dave, I think she's saying this is one of those times when you go one way or the other, and the rest of your life depends on which way you pick. MacGyver.